You are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. Last week, we talked about what the cost is when we follow Jesus Christ. But this week, we're going to talk about what we gain by being a disciple of Jesus Christ. So so this will be hopefully a little bit more lighthearted of yeah. a of a episode and we just get to really just dive a little bit deeper and just how good that God is and and the things that he gives to us because he gives us lots and lots of things so so Ben uh, how about you read Galatians chapter 5 starting in verse 13 yeah so Galatians 5 13 through 26 reads you my brothers and sisters were called to be free but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed uh, by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are... Uh, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, uh, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is joy, love, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. So Phil, this is this is coming at the tail end of Galatians. In Galatians... Mm-hmm. Uh, to put in a little bit of context, Galatians is is what is believed to be one of the earlier letters that Paul writes. Mm-hmm. It's it, They say that it's written between 50 and 60 AD, which means that the people that are Paul, that Paul is writing to, a lot of them were still alive and might have been around when Jesus was alive. Mm-hmm. So they are not they are not strangers to the idea of Christ and who he is. So looking at this, uh, but Paul is is writing to call out the Galatians because they're they're kind of being misled mm-hmm. in in their faith and they're struggling with they're struggling with going back to uh Jewish values and Jewish beliefs and the law basically and Paul is calling them out saying hey this is what Christ came for Christ came to to set us free from the law and we don't have to be under it in order to receive salvation and and one of the big things that he talks about which is kind of funny is is the idea of being circumcised mm-hmm. there was a a group of jewish people who were trying to force gentiles to be circumcised in order to come to the faith and paul is is very opposed to this idea he he tells them if you're if you think you need to be circumcised in order to gain salvation then christ isn't going to do anything for you because it's either all christ or none mm-hmm. So he he spends this book talking about uh, who he is, what he did, why he is in the position of apostle. And then we get to chapter 5. And in chapter 5, Paul says, hey, 
it's not by the law. It's not by the works of the flesh. It's by walking in the spirit. It's by having faith in Christ. And, and through faith in Christ, we can say no to that big, long list of bad things mm-hmm. I just read. And, and in response to that, we can gain what is famously called the fruits of the spirit. And it was love and peace and forbearance and kindness, that, that good list mm-hmm. that I just read. So that's the context. It's the context of Paul saying, this is the way. Christ is the way. This is what we gain. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about what we gain when we give up those worldly, fleshly things. And with that, Phil, would you would you want to talk more about what we get here on earth? So... Exactly. I mean, that was all all correct. Paul, Paul was kind of just stressing this idea that you can't abide by a certain set of rules to gain salvation. You can only abide in Christ. Mm-hmm. You can only abide in the Spirit. Um, and I and I like how in the beginning, the reason why we read all that big long list of all the bad things, the acts of the flesh, is because those are the things we need to be giving up. Those are the things, that's what the cost is, giving up those things. And when we put it in that context, it doesn't seem like a bad thing to no, give up. No, it seems pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but And then we gain these, like you said, those famously called fruits of the Spirit. Um, and I'd say that these things are, are, are given to us even though I would say we don't deserve them because mm-hmm. we once did those acts of the flesh. We once did those sinful things, but, but God loved us enough to, to send his son, and, and he gives us these fruits of the Spirit. He gives these things that we are talked about quite often. But I want to I sh- just stress this one thing before I get into to each one of these, is God can only give these. Yeah. These are these can be the world can define these however they want, but God can only truly give these fruits of the Spirit because they only come by the Spirit. Um, and I would say, if you're a believer in Christ, you have to know that you have each and every one of these. They're accessible to you. Um, if only we walk by the Spirit. If only we live by the Spirit. Some people would say, "Well, I just have a hard time loving people. I have a hard time finding joy, or or being faithful, or gentle, or or self-control." That's a scary place to be because the Spirit in all of us is exactly the same. We have the same Spirit. Um, we have the same Holy Spirit that acts in all of these ways: the mm-hmm. love, the joy, the goodness, all those things that I'm gonna get into here. But Each one of these specifically is to sustain us here on earth and also sustain others because you can see that these are very actionable words Um, to, to be gentle and to be and have goodness and kindness and and forbearance or, or patience are very action words. Those are things that have to be kind of put into action. We can feel love and we can feel joy within us and peace. But patience, we need that's something that has to be put into action. Mm. Um, same thing with faithfulness and goodness and, and kindness. But, but I just want to make sure that we understand that you can only obtain these through the Spirit. You yeah. can only have them through the Holy Spirit. And we must remain in them. And this is why Jesus tells us to take up our cross daily, to, to count the cost daily, you know, all those things that we talked about last week, because we need each and every one of these in our lives every single day of our lives mm-hmm. for the benefit of us and for the benefit of others, um, for the benefit of others to receive salvation while they see these fruits of the Spirit, because people long after these fruits of the Spirit. 
unbelievers still long after these things that we have access to every single day of our life because of the spirit there's people looking for love every single day there's people looking for joy there's looking people are trying to to be more patient more kind they're trying to do everything they can to be good or or faithful in the sense of however they feel uh they can be faithful or gentle or or self-controlled um and especially self-controlled um, you know, people exercise every day to, to, to maintain a, a, a healthy body. They, they do what they can to, to get what, what the world calls as kind of a self-help mm-hmm. type deal, which is not, not this necessarily a bad thing, but we have to remain in the spirit. We have to be able to act in all these things through the Spirit because we won't truly have what God's intention for these without the Spirit. Yeah. So, so, so the first one that's mentioned here says in verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now this love is much different than the love that, that kind of the world kind of explains it. Um, the Greek word for this love is agape, which is kind of, what we well, how we describe it is God's love because it doesn't hold any kind of outside thing to it. We don't need anything from it. Um, it's very compassionate. Um, it doesn't have to have any kind of if I if I do this for you, you have to do something for me. Mm-hmm. And this is the love that God gives us, but also the love that we are supposed to show others. Um, this love that 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 we see in our life because of what God's done. Um, so, so the first one is love, and this love shows no favoritism. Um, it is very exactly how you would think God loves us is exactly what this love is. Yeah. Phil, um, would, would you say that people who are looking for love outside of Christ are looking for love in all the wrong places? Yes, they're looking for love in all the wrong places. Um, and and the not to, I don't want to be too too downhearted or anything, but people search for for a totally different type of love than what God mainly describes in in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Now He does talk about um, some of the different loves that I mean. There's like four different Greek words for love in the Bible, um, so that's that's important for us to to kind of understand that sometimes the love that's being described is meaning something different. Yeah. Um, either it's a friendship type of love, like, like a brotherly love, or it's, sometimes it's a sexual love. It's it's between a man uh, and a woman, a husband and a wife. Um, that type of love, kind of that relationship love. And I would say that the world seeks after that one more than all. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 don't understand, but see what what people also don't understand that that in marriage, and I don't want to get too far off off topic here, but in marriage we have all types of love. All the types of love that's described in the Word of God in a marriage, in, in a marriage between a man and a woman, we see every aspect of love. You see God's love, you see the, the friendship love, and you see kind of that romantic love. Um, and I think that's important to, to know also, but, but let's move on to the next one, mm-hmm. joy. Joy is, is, is very powerful in a person's life. Joy um, is completely separate from happiness. Because this joy is sustaining. It's what the Bible says produces perseverance in our life. Produces the ability to never give up. If we can, if we can have joy, but, but see, this is where the problem is. 
if we try to have joy outside the spirit, it will always fail us because yeah. it will only it will only rely on circumstances. But when we have the joy of the Lord, which the Bible talks about, it is something that is sustained in God. Mm-hmm. And God's circum God never changes. His character never changes. And that's important for us to know. The next one's peace. People search for peace their whole life um, because life can be very chaotic. Um, life can try to drag you down and, and people will will search and search and search for this peace and, and this kind of comfort to the heart. Um, being able to almost like just feel at rest. That's yeah. sort of what this how this peace is described. But this is this is the cool thing. In most cases, peace in the world's uh, standpoint is the same thing as joy. It's 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 reliant on circumstances. The Bible says we can have peace in all circumstances. The Bible says it's it's this this type of peace transcends all understanding. That the world can't even understand this peace, uh, and they can't. Let's move on to the next one: forbearance, or patience. Some translations say long suffering, perseverance. But the whole idea is able being able to keep going in the kind of the the sense of God's timing. So that can I could easily see how that word would be translated into a couple different things. Yeah. Perseverance, patience, but being able that even when, you know, it seems like it's getting rough to keep going, to be patient, wait for God and and just to keep doing what you're supposed to do and living in the spirit. Um I would say this probably is one of the hardest things for for believers to kind of tap into. Um because we try to tap into it in all the wrong ways. Mm. Um, we, we kind of fall back on those acts of the flesh. Maybe not so specific as some of, some of the ones that are described, obviously. But, but a lot of times when it seems like life is hitting you one hit after another, it's, it's hard for us to wait to see what God is going to do. And, and God promises that he'll do something yeah. because he loves us and because he's promised all those things. But then you have this, this kindness. This is this is one that needs to be used every day in the outside world. It's something that we need to to make sure. It's something basically for us to to rein in in our lives because sometimes it can be difficult to be kind. It can be difficult. It can be easy for us to complain and grumble and and do those types of things. Um, and it's just this idea that to be kind of. It's hard to, to kind of describe because it's so much different than how the world views views kindness. Yeah. It's it's sort of the gentleness aspect also, which is one of the fruits of the Spirit. A lot of times they, they go hand in hand. Um, but it is, it's a little separate and, and you don't necessarily... You can be bold in your kindness. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. You can be bold in your... You can be confident in your kindness. You don't have to be walked over. This isn't, this isn't that type of kindness. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's something to to be able to, that we need to understand as well. The next one's goodness. Um, this is basically someone. This is righteousness. This is somebody who has great integrity. Mm. Somebody who you're like, okay, that that person is good. You know that person does goodness. That, that person is you know he tries to do his best at at being upright. And that's sort of what that word is. The, the word is to be upright. Yeah. And I would say that if you, if you just because you do good things doesn't mean you fall into this fruit of the Spirit. We can do good things 
that are defined by the world and, and technically defined by the Bible, but if we don't do them in the Spirit, they're no good. Mm-hmm. There's a, a verse in, in Psalms, and I believe it's, it's Psalm 16, that, that says that the Lord, the Lord is good and that apart from Him we have no good thing. And even though we do good things, if we do it outside of the Spirit, if we do it outside of the Lord, it's not good. Mm. Um, in most cases, I would say that it is just selfish. Um, but it's, it's always to remember that we can't do good without God. We can't have this without God. We can't have goodness without God. Uh, faithfulness. See, I, I mean, a lot of people understand what faithfulness is. It's just that trust yeah. that God's going to move, that God's going to basically do what he's promised he's going to do in the midst of trial in the midst of suffering in the midst of tribulation all those things god promises us that if we stay faithful that we'll make it through yeah it's Um, interesting how many of them feed into one another mm -hmm. when you're looking at them as through the lens of god is giving us these to keep us in everyday life Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get to what you just said here right after uh these last two yeah this gentleness jesus christ was very gentle Mm -hmm. um did he did he act in in authority and power in his gentleness of course he did um did he get righteously angry at times of course he did because he had every right and authority to do so just like we can have righteous anger but a lot of times we don't do that yeah Uh, we find ourselves not doing that we can have righteous anger because of the sin of the world um, because of sin and, and, and because our, our adversary, the devil, uh, is prowling around. And, and, and com- we just need to be able to understand that anger, though, sometimes leads us where we don't want to go. Um, and I think a lot of people could agree with that. Mm. Um, a lot of people lose their temper. I used to lose my temper all the time um, before I was a Christian. I remember, I remember exactly how many times or how crazy I would get when I got angry. Um, but... But this is being able to kind of understand the situation that's going on and acting through a gentle way. Normally, it's through something difficult. The Bible tells us to normally, when we're dealing with kind of conflict, especially within the church body, to act in a gentle, respectful way. Now, does that mean you let whoever's doing the wrong keep doing the wrong? No. But we have to first act gently Mm -hmm. um, and then let the spirit lead from there. And that's where the self-control comes in. Like I said, with with just anger and those things, if we have no self-control, we'll never be able to be righteously angered. We'll never be able to have the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the faithfulness, and gentleness. If we can't have self-control over our flesh, if we can't ask God to be able to to help me through whatever it is, um, if we can't if we can't keep going with you know where God wants us to go and kind of have that self control, we keep falling back into the the acts of the flesh, those things that are mentioned before. That's a bad place to be because you won't experience the rest, and that's why that's bringing me to what I want to say here. Each one of these are not separate. Each one of these are acts of the same spirit. Yeah. There's not a different spirit for love and a different spirit for joy. And some of us get that spirit and not others. 
each and every one of us have this spirit. For a believer in Christ, Ben, you have the same spirit that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, Christ says that he is, he is all and he is in all. Um, and that's us. He is in us. It's not a different Jesus Christ who shows a little bit more love than some other Jesus Christ. No, it's the same Jesus. So what I want to say here is you need every single one of these every single day of your life here on earth. Now, some of these, do we get to experience in heaven? Of course we do. We're going to have love. We're going to have joy. We're going to have peace. Um, we're going to have some of those things for sure in heaven. I don't, we can, that's a whole different episode just to talk <laughs> about the things that are going to be in heaven. But, yeah. but we need to be able to remain in the spirit, but also make sure we are showing these every single day here on earth. Make sure you're showing your love, your joy, your patience, uh, your peace, your kindness, your goodness, your faithfulness, your gentleness, and make sure that you're self-controlled because the lost are watching. Mm-hmm. The lost are watching what God is giving you every single day. Those things that we're talking about, the, what you gain from being a follower of Christ, you have the opportunity to show the person that doesn't have the Spirit, that doesn't have these fruits of the Spirit, how to get it. How to get the, the best thing in their life, which is the, having the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Um, so with that, with that, Ben, I want to just move on. And, and I know we're probably not going to stay here very long because I think it's pretty straightforward for the yeah. most part. But it is the best thing. It's better than the things we get here on earth. Mm-hmm. But, but Ben, how about you tell the people that are listening what they get eternally? Yeah, so I, I like where you ended that because I mean, we talked about it before the show. A very popular turn of phrase that is used in the church today is that we live in the time between the times. Mm-hmm. We are after Christ's death and resurrection, but we are before his second coming. So a lot of the life we experience as Christ followers now here on earth will be similar to the life that we experience in eternity. Now, obviously, it's not the same because we still live in a fallen world. But it's like what you were saying, Phil, we get to experience love and joy. And those are things that we will continue to experience. Mm -hmm. So it's like what you said. What we gain eternally is salvation through Christ. And and for this, we we picked out a, a section of Romans 5, verses 1 through 11. So I will go ahead and read that for us. Starting in verse 1, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this uh, grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance uh, produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely for anyone, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, How much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the the death of his son, 
how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. So what do we gain eternally? Just jump ahead to the end of the chapter, uh, 5, verse 21. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ our Lord. So what do we gain? We gain eternal life. We gain heaven. We gain uh, the rest of forever Mm -hmm. uh, reconciled to God. And and the parts that I wanted to point out when we talked about this was just was just this idea that through sin we we had eternal separation and mm-hmm. an immovable object and sin was an unstoppable force. We had all the odds against us, but God had a plan. Christ had a plan, and when Christ died on the cross for our sins, He reconciled us to God. He He moved that immovable object he stopped that unstoppable force Mm -hmm. and he made a way for us and he he went back up to heaven because that's what he needed to do and he sent us the spirit in his stead and the spirit gives us everything that you just got done talking Mm -hmm. about so that while he is still in heaven and while we're still here on earth we have the ability to bring his kingdom here until he returns Mm -hmm. and to spread the gospel and to make new believers and disciples. And we have eternity to look forward to in the meantime. I think that's just so awesome. I don't want to get on a soapbox, Mm -hmm. but, uh, (laughs) and and the most important part of all this, and I don't know if in our time in the podcast, if we've ever done a call to salvation, because you know, we're not in here preaching. We're in here talking about the, the Christian life and the kingdom, but, the way to gain all this is to is to admit that you're a sinner, to commit the, your life to Jesus Christ, and to believe in him. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions about that, send us an email, kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. We would love to talk to you about it. Uh, but that's not the end of the show. I'm going to say that again here in a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but just if you have any questions, reach out to us. So we gain eternal life. Phil, is there anything you would want to add to that? You know... That that word reconciliation, I, I, I don't want us to just kind of blow over that word mm-hmm. because we, because of our sin, because of what's being just kind of described, what Jesus conquers here, um, kind of like you said, an immovable rock that, that Christ moves, that he takes away from our life, brings us into a relationship with God, um, brings us, kind of reconciles us from from where we weren't able to be to now where we're able to be, which mm-hmm. is in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the presence of God. Um, like you said, we gain eternal life. That's not something to to kind of just blow over. Mm-hmm. This is the greatest thing in your life because it, it gives us the best thing, and that is victory over death. We have victory over the grave because of what what Christ has done, and 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 there's there's lots more that we gain that that we can't talk about because of time. We could sit here for hours and hours and just talk about how great God is and, and what He does for us. But you know He gives us inher- I mean, we have rewards and an inheritance, and and those things are are, are eternal as well. But I want to just stress these three points just here. Mm-hmm. 
first that that Jesus Christ redeems us, that he reconciles us, and that he restores us. If we understand those things daily in our lives, those fruits of the spirits we talked about before become a little bit easier to walk in the spirit, to walk by the spirit, because those three main things are what gives us the love, gives us our hope, and gives us our faith. Um, because those, if you look out throughout the New Testament, you'll notice that those three things are always mixed together: mm-hmm. um, love, hope, and faith, or faith, hope, and love, or <laughs> all the different combinations of the <laughs> of the three. They always seem to be together because they act in in the same way together. Are they are they three separate things? Of course they are, but they're three there's three separate things that come from the same spirit. Yeah. Um so not only has Christ redeemed us from our sins, that he's he's taken them away, but like we said, he's reconciled us back towards God and he's restored us mm-hmm. to what? To being able to be used by God. He is he has taken something that was unholy and he says he's made it holy. Now we can't obtain this like in Gal- in Galatians chapter all of them. <laughs> but specifically when we talk about in chapter 5, but also before when 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 Paul when you're talking about the context of the scriptures. Paul was stressing wholeheartedly that these people you couldn't get into heaven if you were circumcised or uncircumcised. You couldn't get to heaven by the law. You can't get to heaven by this or that. You can only get to heaven through your faith in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's all about faith. It's all about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And and here here in, in Romans, um, just something to kind of put in perspective, it says in verse 3, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, uh, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out uh, into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who had who has been given to us. We get to experience the perseverance, character, the hope, those things that are talked about in here. Um, and, and this hope is completely different than what we would think of a worldly hope. This hope I would I would I would change the word hope to assurance. Mm. That if you're a believer in Christ, you have assurance in eternal life. This is the greatest thing. It is the greatest thing to know you have eternal life. But, like we said with the fruits of the Spirit, you have to be showing them. You have to be acting in the Spirit. You have to be letting the Spirit be seen in you. Mm -hmm. And you can only do that through the fruits of the Spirit, by producing good fruit. And those are the definition of good fruit. When, When... when Jesus talks about bearing good fruit, he's talking about these things. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important to know. Um, but I would say this, just, just, just for my final thought, is God has done more than we can imagine. He has done so much. He loves us. He gives us joy. He gives us peace. He gives us patience. He gives us kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and much much more so if you need motivation in your life remember that god does much much more than we can ever imagine yeah uh for my final thought 
I would just want to focus in on that second half of verse 23, looking at Galatians 5, when it says, against such things there is no law. So that means that through the Spirit, through Christ, the, the joy, the love, the peace, those fruits of the Spirit, all those things, you can't get enough of them. There, mm-hmm. it, you, you will not go overboard. There's not too much of a good thing when those fruits of the Spirit are, are found in Christ through the Spirit. Mm-hmm. You can't have enough love. You can't have enough joy. You can't have enough peace. That is the big focus for me when I look at those. That's my final point. Phil? Uh, our weekly verse this week is Galatians 5.25, which says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. All right, well, that concludes this episode of Kingdom Faith. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast. We got a bunch of listens this week and, and a lot of different listens, too. And, and I know last week I told you to share it, so, you know, share it again. You know, let's keep, let's keep getting more listeners, guys uh, and gals. If you have a, a request for an episode, send us an email at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.